Welcome to Thorne's To The Point Podcast. Statements in this podcast have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Any products mentioned are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hey, thanks everybody for joining us for To The Point Podcast. Um, we've got a very special guest today. Uh, we've got uh, Chris Killam with us today. And Chris Killam, you may know by his name or you may know him by his other name, which is The Medicine Hunter. Uh, Chris Killam is an author, an educator, the founder of Medicine Hunter, Inc. And uh, he has conducted medicinal plant research in over 45 countries. Works with, he works with companies to develop and popularize traditional plant-based food and medicinal products. And uh, these have included what we're going to talk about today, which is ashwagandha, along with kava, maca, rhodiola, shazandra, tamanu oil, cat's claw, dragon's blood, ayahuasca, and hundreds of other plants. Uh, Chris works to bridge worlds, regularly sharing information about other cultures through presentations and media. And he has uh, appeared on a lot of radio programs, like 1,500 radio programs, 500 TV programs. Uh, he has gotten around, and I really love what the New York Times said about our guest. And he said, part David Attenborough, part Indiana Jones, Chris Killam scoured remote jungles and highlands for three decades for plants, oils, and extracts that can heal. Um, he's also a, an author of 14 books, and I really wanted to get him on here today for his expertise, specifically on ashwagandha. Uh, Chris, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, thank you, Alan. It's a pleasure, and thanks for that gracious introduction. You know, I I was blown away by the Times when they wrote that. I mean, it's always wonderful when somebody says anything flattering, but uh, that one really got to me. So thank you so much for that. It's great to be on. I would think that that would flatter you a little bit, make you want to go out and get a a wide-brimmed hat if you hadn't had one already. No, you know, just um, I think the thing is that uh, because I, you know, I am all over the world and and I, um, you know, I don't do it for people to applaud. But when when I get acknowledgement for it, of course, I'm very happy about that because it's it's in addition to being work that's extremely privileged to be able to travel the globe and, and investigate natural medicines. Uh, you know, it's also tough. So it's it's great to get that recognition. I bet, yeah. We all want to uh, be recognized and appreciated for what we do, and and you've lived a uh, quite exotic life, at least for someone on the outside. And and like you said, you know what you're doing is actually pretty grueling stuff. Yeah, but you know, for some, I'm look. I grew up in the suburbs outside of Boston. I'm not, you know, some sort of like mountain climbing person <laughs> from whatever, you know. <laughs> Patagonia or something, but for some reason, uh, the life of an explorer just really has worked for me. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm thrilled and grateful. And, uh, you know, every time I'm out there, I, I pinch myself that I get to do this, uh, you know, for a living. It's just a wonderful thing. Um, well, one of the things that you have looked into and, and become an expert on uh, is ashwagandha. And uh, I wanted to talk with you a little bit about ashwagandha today. Uh, tell us a little bit about this uh, this plant, um, where it grows, what it is, what it does. Well, ashwagandha is, uh, usually when we say ashwagandha, we're referring to the root 
of uh, a plant called ashwagandha, Withania somnifera, that comes from India. Uh, it can be found also in parts of the Mediterranean and in parts of Africa, but it doesn't really have much uh, medicinal or health purpose use in uh, the Mediterranean and Africa, a little bit in Africa, but, but in India, in the science of uh, Ayurveda, uh, their natural medicinal system, which means the science of life, uh, they use about seven and a half thousand plants in total. And the number one plant at the very top of that, sort of the apex plant of all of them, is ashwagandha. Um, they refer to it as the king of herbs. And this is a plant that, that really promotes uh, a remarkable array of benefits from stress reduction to improved sleep to enhanced uh, cardiorespiratory performance, so how efficiently uh, you utilize oxygen, you know, especially when you're exercising. Uh, tremendous uh, capacity to enhance mental function, cognitive function. So it's very broad. Uh, it's something that you feel. And uh, in the uh, tradition of Ayurveda, it's the most revered of all of the medicinal plants. So I've always been curious, and, and maybe you just covered it a little bit there. Uh, I've been curious about the Latin name and the species name. You know, it's Withania somnifera, and I've I've always thought, okay, possibly early on, uh, it was being used for its effect on sleep. Well, certainly, enhancing sleep is one of its virtues, and that. As far as I can figure, as far as most scientists can figure, has to do with its capacity to reduce stress. It actually lowers cortisol in the blood, the primary stress hormone, and it does it quite significantly. So um, when you, you know, a lot of the time people either can't get to sleep because they've got that sort of buzzing bees thing going on in their heads, or uh, they get to sleep and they wake up a lot, so they don't really get rest. And, and so in any case, when you lower stress hormones, especially when you lower cortisol, and, and in studies we see it lowering by like 27 28%, that's a lot. Um, you naturally are more relaxed when you lie down. Um, you don't have as much activity going on in your mind, you know, the buzzing bees uh, thing. And usually people manage to go through all the stages of sleep and get deep rest. So it can be quite remarkable for sleep, and it certainly has uh, traditional uses in that regard. You're right. So for those people who are chronically stressed and their cortisol curve is totally upside down, uh, this would be uh, something very beneficial. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, you know, the thing about ashwagandha, I, I, I was, I've gone to India many times. I've researched ashwagandha many times there. I've met with a lot of health experts. And one medical doctor who uh, had worked in general practice and with a lot of uh, women uh, from reproductive issues over the course of 30 years said to me, ashwagandha is the one and only thing I can give to absolutely anybody, no matter their condition or age, without concern for safety. And that really struck me. I mean, when you look at the safety profile of, of ashwagandha, it's, it's tremendous. I mean, 
theoretically you could harm yourself if you ate about 27 kilos of it a day. But I got news. You eat 27 kilos of anything in a day, you're going to die. You know, it doesn't matter if it's peaches or coconuts. That's you know, so so there's just no toxicity to this stuff is the point. Uh, very, very safe. And, you know, for people who are stress, it, stressed, you're going to notice a difference in, you know, as little, let's say, as three days. And, and maybe it will take you a couple of weeks. But it's not one of those things that you do it and you hope that in six months it kicks in. It, it's better than that. Um, from personal experience, that's what I've seen too. Is it, uh, it kick, kind of kicks in pretty quickly? It's not something you have to wait for for a long time. So uh, it can reduce cortisol levels, can help with uh, with chronic stress, things like that. So are we looking at an adaptogenic function, an adrenal function here, uh, or is it, it much more than that? It is an adaptogen. Uh, it does help us to adapt to all forms of physical and mental stress, and we see. Uh, real you know significant gains in uh, muscle strength in recovery after exercise uh, in utilization of oxygen uh, with both men and women uh, we see you know very good results from a sexual function standpoint so uh, there's no wonder uh, that I mean I'm not surprised that human clinical studies reaffirm the traditional use that's that's been in place for thousands of years because this has been used for 4,000 years that we know of but um, it, you know in fact all of those traditional uses from a sexual standpoint are corroborated so it's very broad in terms of its traditional uses um, I like what the old I think it's the Charaka Samhita one of these ancient texts says that it gives you the strength of a horse and so, yes, it's an adaptogen. You feel it. Uh, you get that oh, feeling. It's like getting off of an angry horse, you know, and at the very same time, you wind up with more energy on tap all day long because of its capacity to actually increase our body's ability to to produce ATP in our cells. So it, it's an amazing, amazing herb. Now, one of the things that you mentioned um, was a, an article that I read just recently about um, athletes and improving their uh, oxygen saturation. Um, how do you think that's coming about? Is that somehow um, in, in the process of increasing ATP or is it something else? Well, this is a, a study done by the folks who make the KSM 66 extract, and they were looking at cardiorespiratory uh, endurance, okay? So among um, healthy adults uh, who were uh, evaluated based on shuttle run tests, and what they saw was that, you know, with the placebo group uh, in the study, there was nothing that particularly went on, but with the um, group that took 600 milligrams of the KSM-66 ashwagandha, they saw an increase in VO2 max, the utilization of oxygen, by almost 5%, which is quite remarkable. Uh, at 8 weeks and at 12 weeks, almost 6 per, uh, yes, almost 6%. Uh, in addition, uh, and this was fascinating, overall quality of life and happiness went up about 10%. So, you know, it, it's hard. When, when you have a single ingredient 
agent, uh, ibuprofen, something like that. You can track it through the body. You can know what are known as the pharmacokinetics. When you have something like ashwagandha root or an extract of it that may contain six, seven, eight hundred different naturally occurring compounds, it is actually not possible to track all that through the body. So while we know that that you know cardiorespiratory endurance is enhanced, that muscle strength is enhanced, that um, you know your ability to uh, recover after uh, heavy exercise is improved, we don't know everything about why that's so. Sounds a bit like a couple of other plants, uh, like curcumin and, uh, and ginseng, in that you just have so many targets and what it's doing in the body that it's really difficult to pin down all of what it's doing. Yes, yes. And, and that's why, you know, when you take, when you take the traditional uh, uses, uh, for example, uh, it's been considered something of benefit to the mind and to the brain. And then you, uh, do, you know, study memory and cognition. Uh, you know, we, we've seen some good information on that. Uh, you see that the studies basically reaffirm the traditional uses, but, they, but they're able to explain it in more modern scientific terms. I mean, you know, uh, mental decision-making, short-term and long-term memory are improved, uh, capacity to sustain attention with mental tasks uh, mm-hmm. is improved. I, I have to give credit uh, and, and want to to the folks at KSM 66 because about 15 of the human clinical studies that have really boosted ashwagandha's visibility in the market today are directly due to them, to their initiative. You know, you need, you need an advocate, like you need advocate companies like we've seen with Curcumin, for example. Some of, the, some of the companies have really taken a leadership role in moving Curcumin out into the market and doing a lot of research for it. And that has made Curcumin from turmeric, as you know, one of the best selling and and most highly valued of all the botanicals out there we're seeing a repeat of this um, you know with ashwagandha thanks to uh, the the KSM 66 folks and thanks to other people who are doing credible work um, in the scientific space with this botanical as well now you mentioned the KSM 66 people um, we became familiar with them after uh, we'd had some issues with uh, with an ashwagandha extract that we had been using in an adrenal formula. And uh, what happened was our uh, quality control people um, had some uh, a batch of, uh, of ashwagandha um, not identified correctly as ashwagandha. And we got multiple samples both from the company we were doing business with and from other companies and found that they didn't identify as uh, as they should as ashwagandha. And after doing some research and, and digging into the root cause, um, found out that what was throwing that off, that identification um, on, uh, I believe it was HPTLC that they were running, um, what was throwing that off was that it was a mixture of ashwagandha root and ashwagandha leaf. And uh, it's my understanding that most of the uh, the research has been, and the traditional use has been the root. And so we were looking at that as a uh, potentially an economic adulteration. You know, they were just basically cutting this material with leaf powder, 
to sort of extend it, uh, and um, that that didn't sit right with us. So we uh, looked further and found KSM 66 and their the that uh, product and their parent company, uh, Ixoreal, and found out that that company is a nonprofit, and really what they want to do is is get ashwagandha and the knowledge of ashwagandha out to the world and i thought you know that was that i think is uh, is what put me over the edge on it that um you know th- these were not people just trying to make money off of some indigenous plant they were actually well, I, you know, funding research and uh and and trying to get the word out you 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 hit a couple of really important points with this alan um yes there are now at least two somewhat heavily promoted ashwagandha extracts out there that have root and leaf extract. And um, among the primary compounds that we look to in ashwagandha root are a group of compounds, I know you're familiar with this, called the withanolides. And the withanolides do occur in the root and there are also other withanolides that occur in the leaf and in the aerial plant parts of the plant. Uh, now, for 4,000 years, everybody in the Ayurvedic scene has said you only use root. In fact, when I, I was recently at the National Institute of Ayurveda in Jaipur, India, and I, I said to the, the head of plant science there, I said, what do you think about the addition of uh, leaf extract? <laughs> He kind of got mad at me. He looked at me and he said, that's adulteration. And it was like, (laughs) okay, that conversation's over. And then more recently, uh, the American Botanical Council uh, came out with an ashwagandha adulteration bulletin citing companies who add leaf extract to boost the withanolide uh, concentration as adulteration. Um, We're on very, very good ground using root extract and uh the science on it is fabulous uh it's not lacking for anything uh there's much much more science on ashwagandha root extract than on any of these new root and leaf extracts and and you do bring up a a really wonderful point about uh Ixorial, the company that makes the KSM 66 and and by the way I'm an advisor to them I don't want anybody to think otherwise I mean I work with them because I was so impressed by them and so intrigued by them even though I'd been involved with you know investigating ashwagandha on my own for decades in India no for no particular companies um I really wanted to do something with these people and yeah their their family uh the Baldwa group has a number of industries I mean they have a um, you know, a power plant in India, they have transportation and trucking, jewelry, they have all these, they have kind of a constellation of companies, and they really wanted to do something for society. And uh, they felt that making an ashwagandha extract of, of very high quality and, and putting research behind it would be a good way to give back to humanity. And, and I have to give them credit, you know, they really do what they say with that. Um, their facilities are stunning. I mean, just amazing. I, I'm in extraction facilities all over the world, uh, Europe, China, India, everywhere, North America, South America. You know, I see varied uh, types of places. And 
I have to say what they've got going on in Hyderabad, India, for the extraction of KSM-66 is as good as any place I've seen on Earth. So, yeah, I admire that they're doing this as a service. And, um, you know, it's just one of those wonderful things that they actually have the means because of their other businesses to put money into clinical research, which is very expensive. As you know, it costs a lot of dough to do human clinical studies and then get them published. Uh, so, yeah, I admire that and think it's a wonderful dimension of the whole story. We're also very impressed uh, with their lineage and, uh, and their willingness to you know, give back. Now, one of the things that, that intrigues me is there are some other uh, ashwagandha extracts, and they tout the amount of withanolides and the fact that they are standardized to a certain amount of withanolides. And... Um, from my uh, from my communications with the KSM 66 people, uh, it sounds like yes, with analytes are important and they are uh, maybe good important markers, but they don't tell the whole story. And you alluded to this earlier, talking about other compounds that are in this plant. Well, yeah, I mean. KSM-66 is standardized to 5% with analides, which is high. Uh, but with any plant like this, it, it would be a mistake to just say, okay, it's just the with analides. You know, we'll concentrate and purify those because other agents in the plants always provide assistance. They always help. There are innumerable anti antioxidant agents, innumerable agents that have an anti-inflammatory activity, uh, many agents that do other things in the body that support the withanolides, and, and that's the brilliance of nature, that, you know, we don't get a plant that just contains one or two goodies. We, we get plants that sometimes contain hundreds of biologically active compounds. And again, it makes it harder to say X is doing Y, but on the other hand, as long as we know that the whole material is doing Y, that's okay. And where do you think the um, cognitive function and the, the cognitive support um, with ashwagandha, where's, where's that coming from? I'm, I'm, you can probably already notice that I'm, I'm always really interested in, in mechanisms. And sometimes we don't know the mechanisms. We don't know why something is doing it. Uh, but there is um, significant uh, cognitive improvement or cognitive support with this plant. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely mental Windex. It really is. It just brightens your mind. And, and I have to say, I don't know. Um, the pharmacokinetics, excuse me, the pharmacokinetics of it are, are very complex. We do know this, that when people are under stress, they often experience some dimension of mental fog or diminished cognitive sharpness. Uh, the more stressed you are, the more that is so. So for sure, we can say that reduced cortisol helps to improve mental function. But beyond that, there may be 20, 30, 50 other things going on that we don't have that answer to. I mean, I wish I could just kind of pull it out of a hat, but I really can't in this instance, Alan. Yeah, uh, it, it may be that you're reducing cortisol and that's then allowing the, the serotonin pathway to work better. 
um, and for you know getting more relaxation. I, I remember reading a study one time about chronically high cortisol, chronic stress, and memory. And uh, you know areas and times of your life when you're chronically stressed, you don't necessarily remember all of the detail about that. Uh, speaking with my wife about that and about uh, our kids when they were growing up, and you know she was lamenting that she didn't have really sharp memories about a lot of it. <laughs> and my response was, well, it's not like you weren't chronically stressed during that those periods. You know, when that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Um, something, sure, else, sure. something else that I've seen when it comes to Ayurveda is the combination of uh, ashwagandha and bacopa. Um, bacopa is another one of those plants that I'm, that's one of my favorites. Uh, and the, with the combination of those two, um, I tell you, I feel it. I feel it very quickly. Yes, yes. Um, in fact, I was just reviewing a formula this morning that uh, somebody sent me that had, uh, you know, bacopa in it in addition to ashwagandha, a very good mind-sharpening agent. I mean, ashwagandha is not the only thing in the Ayurvedic uh, arsenal, if you will, or pharmacopoeia that is beneficial for the mind. I mean, we look, look at uh, curcumin. We know that it enhances mental function in part by improving... Uh, the production of neuroprotective factors in the brain. I mean, there are there are a lot of things that that can enhance uh, the mind, and 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 the trick, you know, as they've done in Ayurveda, is combining these to maximum effect. So yeah, that's a great combo. One of the other things that we did there is, um, you know, we we put together a nootropic formula. Uh, actually reformulated an, an old formula uh, called Memoractive, but uh, we reformulated that just recently and uh, and and put ashwagandha uh, in it uh, along with some uh, macular carotenoids and uh, and some other uh, ingredients that uh, really, from the feedback that we've gotten from it and from personal use, um, notice that it's uh, it's really a, a great cognitive enhancer and really improves uh, mental focus. Um, and uh, awareness and memory, so it's it's been it's go been going very very well, and and we're getting some really uh, very encouraging results from it. Yeah, I, I'm not I'm not surprised. You know, we we see this whole nootropic area opening up, and of course now you know people are really focusing in on on uh, neurogenesis. You know, what's what's also actually helping to create new new nerves. You know, new new neurons and uh, I, I think it's a field that, um, you know, is really just in the early stages. I, I can imagine we'll only get more sophisticated as time goes on. And, and, you know, it may be that certain delivery systems are going to enhance the activity of these agents in ways that we haven't figured out yet. I mean, there's always, obviously, a lot to learn. Yeah, oh, definitely. Uh, anytime that we think we know the answer, um, I always like to take a step back and go, do we really? Um, hey, you know, you were mentioning about uh, the, the extraction, uh, Ixareal, and the extraction of the KSM-66 ashwagandha product. And I have uh, I've seen a, a short video online on their website. And if anybody wants to go look at this, um, what you will see is a stellar a uh, bunch of uh, equipment and process that they use that um, it's it's just beautiful and that's what you were alluding to in, in seeing how they do this well well yes I mean you know I I realize that um, people who are not in this business 
don't necessarily know how extracts or you know different ingredients come together but basically the herbal industry has over the years borrowed very heavily from the pharmaceutical industry in terms of extraction and percolation and dist, you know distillation and evaporation all of these technologies that are used in pharmaceuticals uh, many of them are completely adaptable to the herbal scene as well. And when you're, you know, looking at making many, many tons of extract, not just a half gallon of something for personal home use, then you really do need to go to big equipment. And the big equipment is very expensive if it's going to be the good stuff. And uh, I have to give the folks at Exorial credit, you know, they really spent up. And in fact, what's amazing, when you go to their facility, it's actually two facilities, and they're identical. Uh, one facility does a water extract only for uh, beverage purposes and, and for uh, purposes that, in, that basically people need something that's water-soluble. And the other extract uh, is made with water and milk. And, and people make a milk. Why milk? Uh, in the original traditional recipes, if you will, for making ashwagandha extract, uh, in the old um, texts, they talk about boiling the root in fatty buffalo milk. And uh, the reason for that is that the fats in the buffalo milk tease out the fatty substances, the sterols, some of the, some of the important compounds in ashwagandha that aren't water-soluble. So uh, there are actually two different versions of the KSM-66 extract. Uh, one that is more traditional, if you will, and, and one that is water only for beverages. So they've really gone out of their way, you know, to, to make something that's world class. And, you know, I, I've seen this uh, with some of the other companies in the industry over time with Indina and Schwaba and Naturex and some others who've really developed some spectacular extracts. We need these companies who, yes, sure, they all want to make money, but who are really willing to invest in the science and the purity and the highest standards and the human clinical studies so that we know, okay, we're really getting something here that's proven effective. It's, it's not questionable. Interesting that they would use milk along with water. Um, I know that we're getting the uh, just the water-soluble or the water-only extract. Um, and, uh, yeah, there are, there are other companies with ashwagandha extracts who are not just using a, a water extract. They're using other, uh, right. other, other means, other solvents. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, some companies use water and alcohol, which is very typical and common, and there's nothing wrong with it. And then, you know, you have companies out there who might be using some of the exotic solvents, like acetone, for example. I've seen that used as an extraction uh, solvent in India, and I don't want anything to do with a, an extract that's been extracted with acetone. I don't want to put it in my body. So there are so many ways that these things can be made. But I think the takeaway for me with ashwagandha is that this is very much a today remedy. People are under stress. People want more energy. People want better mental function. Uh, maybe they want more sexual function. Maybe they want to be able to last longer in terms of whatever a physical exertion they're doing. This will help with all of that. 
I never want to suggest that something is a panacea. I never want to suggest that any particular agent will cure all your ills because that's just not true. But I do have to say that uh, with ashwagandha, you've got something that's so broadly beneficial that I feel very comfortable recommending it to everybody. I mean, yeah, you know, your really super active 12-year-old just doesn't need it, I think is the truth of the matter. <laughs> but once you get into adulthood and you have more of the uh, stresses that we have on us, I think everybody can benefit. I, I love the way that you summarized that. You pretty much ticked off all the boxes for most people, most adults uh, walking into a healthcare practitioner's office. Uh, and uh, talking about their chronic stress and the effects of that chronic stress on their life. So uh, that was very well done, Chris. Uh, I think we're well, thank you, Alan. We're kind of running out of time here. Uh, anything else that you would like to add to, to what you said? If people want some great propaganda on me and what I do, they can go to medicinehunter.com. That's my website. Um, there's a lot of information about botanicals, a lot of photographs of, of the different places that I've conducted research around the world, uh, uh, links to about 150 or so of the television programs I've done, and, and just in general, a lot of good stuff. You can also uh, you know, check me out on Medicine Hunter on Facebook and Instagram, but I would say medicinehunter.com will give you good info, not only on ashwagandha, but on hundreds of other things that you haven't even thought of today. Very good. Thank you. And if anybody wants to go and look at some beautiful stainless steel extraction equipment and incredible cleanliness, uh, you can go to YouTube and uh, plug in KSM 66 ashwagandha and uh, go look at, uh, at that video. And, of course, you can always go to thorn.com for more information about Thorn products. Uh, Chris, thank you so much for being on the podcast today, and I hope we can have you back sometime. Oh, thank you, Alan, and thank you for the work you do. You folks at Thorn are real leaders, and I appreciate that very much. You take good care, okay? All right. Thanks so much.